Hello, thank you so much for joining us. You have tuned into Basadi, Black Women in Conversation. In this episode, we will be speaking to Tsolo Mutwazi about body image. Now, before we get started, we would like to give the following sensitive content warning. This episode explores eating disorders, body hatred, and fat phobia. today about body image you know because I think that's like the standard of beauty mm-hmm. that you were um, introduced to mm-hmm. how you've seen that I'm curious to know what that is how similar or different it is from mine and then we can speak about our own personal journeys with mm-hmm. our own bodies and yes. our own images yes so let's start with that let's start with the standard not more so now but what when you were younger, growing up, mm. did you understand as being a beautiful woman? <laughs> if you didn't get that, I was rolling my eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously the perception has changed now. But obviously growing up, my during my time, <laughs> was, you know, you have to be super skinny. Mm. You have to be light in complexion. Um, that was basically it. Male and female, especially the, the, the lighter complexion part. Although, even though growing up, I never always saw it like that. I also found a lot of like people that actually weren't that good looking. So I never understood that narrative and that push in society. But obviously that had a lot of mental damage to me as a kid because I wasn't those things. Yes, I'm light-ish, but I was more on the curvier side. So obviously I'll never be happy with how I looked, always driving, trying a new diet. And then adding a mom's opinion in that mix. Right. (laughs) That's what... Yeah, that, that, that's what, yeah, made let's, it worse. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that tra- uh, generational pass on yes. of insecurities mm-hmm. and traumas. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe what you, what kind of work, the work that you've done to break that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what I've done is it took me a very long time to even get there because I think I didn't have the confidence because I was so different Mm. from my own family, my own brother, my own sister. So I always felt like I didn't fit in anyway. So what helped me transition, I think, was getting older, definitely. And And the type of friends that I had around me that were understanding, that understood me. It's very important, I feel, to have people that understand stand you so that you don't feel like you're doing something wrong because if you're in an environment of a family where you're constantly feeling like you're doing something wrong that's how you're going to feel but when you have other people's perspectives like a friend they that helps you to be like okay well i'm not crazy or i'm not crazy to think this way i'm not wrong to think this way i'm just different right i don't think i ever thought of myself as being beautiful Mm -hmm. you know or pretty or attractive Mm -hmm. um i think it was you know, totally everything that you yes. said, you know, light skin, a smaller, thinner frame, yeah. a certain kind of hair, you know, straight. Oh, yes. I, I don't know how many times I've sat in salons. Burning. Bra, you don't care. <laughs> just like, you got to wait. 
<laughs> you gotta wait those 20 minutes. Do you understand? <laughs> like they just like really try it's almost like they're trying to remove your identity mm. from you. You know, they mm-hmm. burn it out from mm. the, the root mm. out. And I've always, you know, wanted like long mm-hmm. hair and hated my not hated, but I was really frustrated. Mm. You know, hate, mm. I think hate is not really the word. I didn't feel hatred for it, but I was frustrated. I was mm. like, why won't it do the things that mm. the white girl's hair do? Mm. You know, and then you take a towel mm. and mm-hmm. wrap it around your head. And you you have that long hair. <laughs> you just take a jersey and tie it and then. <laughs> that was my, un- like, my understanding of beauty was outside of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't put, something that I saw in a reflection yeah. when I looked in the mirror it wasn't something that mm. I even thought could mm. exist inside mm. of me it was so far-fetched mm. you know mm. that, that's it what, what has been your own personal journey with your own your own body Ooh, how much time do you have can you <laughs> it's been a lot I mean even now I'm still struggling a lot a lot um, I still have that thing of there's a drastic change that needs to happen to me in order for me to really like accept myself but it was also growing up of I wouldn't be able to find a someone to love me until I've lost weight that was my mind in my mind for years and years and years I always told myself I'll never get married um while I'm the size that I am so that has been instilled in me for a very long time you know right this way so you can't help but that's that stays within you but I'm learning to accept myself more and not looking at it as I need to be a certain size but more of I just need to take care of my body mm-hmm. and whatever size I'm in as long as I'm healthy as long as I'm nourishing it in the right way I will be happy with it right. um, and the one thing that's also changed is because I used to want to be have a very very small frame but now yes I do want to be slimmer but I still want to be a thicker so yeah, that's that's my new goal. I want to be sexy thickums. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's that's how I've yeah changed this in my mind. Yeah. yeah I think seeing placing your health before mm. what you look like aesthetically. Yes. Is extremely important yes. because I think for a very long time we've been fed this narrative that if someone is overweight or they're immediately unhealthy mm. and that if you're slimmer then you are healthy mm. and the older you get and the more you I guess conversate with people mm. and see stuff you mm. actually see that that's not true yeah at all yeah. you know there's people who like make themselves sick mm-hmm. to look a certain yes. way and how was that healthy how was that productive not at all how is that like a real acceptance mm. of of who you are, mm. you know, and it's hard because we're existing in a world and society that's constantly trying to make you something, mm. something that fits with what it wants you to be. Um, yeah, yeah. There's no acceptance for people being different. Even now, even now, we've grown a lot. Um, minds have been changed, but it's almost like it's two ex- two extremes. So in the beginning, it was you need to be very skinny but uh-huh. now it's obviously changed that you know what anybody's beautiful but now it's like it's the exact opposite but now we're not dealing with differences right so even though we're not saying everybody needs to be thin uh-huh. but now there's a certain type of plus size right that's acceptable i know what you mean but there's okay. different types of bodies mm-hmm. as well that needs to be not accepted but just created space for yeah really yeah but yeah. It's, it's unfortunately it's just it's it's the wheel turning. We just we have to go through this transition, and one day we will get to that place. But it's gonna take a very long time because 
and doing all of that from all those years is going to take a long time for mm. us to actually get to that place where we need to be. Yeah. I've always said, I say that, I've always said, <laughs> you know, I hear people say that, I'm like, that sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's like, you have to go from one extreme to the other, mm. and then you find the sentence yeah, somewhere, somewhere yes. in between. It's really rare that you go from one extreme and then go to a place that is like British islands. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. You know, you sort of have to tip the scale one uh-huh. way, tip it the other way, uh-huh. and then be like, oh, okay, whoop, whoop. Yes. Right. Okay. Finding that balance. Yeah. 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 So we're just part of we're just part of the transition phase. We're in the transition phase. We are. Yeah. We'll definitely get there. I've had a very interesting relationship with my body because mm. I used to gain and lose weight quite frequently mm. you know I don't know if it was what I was eating I don't know if it was emotional like I was too young to process that was going on do you know what I mean for mm. me I was just like these clothes fit and then they don't and then they fit <laughs> and then they don't mm. you know and as a result I've you know got like stretch marks all over like the side of my body and my mm. hips and that just made me resent my body mm. even more you know, I remember sitting with um, like a razor blade, like the blade that you can hold mm-hmm. in between your fingers and trying to slice open the stretch marks on my hips because I was convinced there was string in there. And mm-hmm. if I could just get the string out and then just use whatever, eye oil or yeah, cream yeah, to like that, then my skin would be smooth and perfect, like how sure. everyone's <laughs> skin should be. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to be a model. So it was this constant fight yeah. within myself. Spoke about it outside, mm. like to my family or my friends. It was just something that I kept inside of me. Mm. But also, you know, in, I don't want to generalize and say African culture, but mm. in a lot of South African culture, it's like the first thing someone will say mm. when they haven't seen you in a very long time is mm-hmm. either you've gained mm-hmm. weight or you've lost mm-hmm. weight or, you know, mm. and for women in general, there's a lot of shame surrounded yep. in our bodies yep. and our body shapes and yep. how you're constant just when you think that you're on this road of understanding mm. acceptance of yourself mm. someone will be like oh and yeah. you're just like yeah. like you're not too sure of the fact that you've lost weight is a good thing yeah. is it a bad thing yeah. you just get thrown you're like 13 again yeah. you know trying and like to what do you do with that okay I've lost weight okay now and now I, what must now what must, must, must what what must can happen what to what's happened <laughs> or that you have gained weight you have done this you know mm-hmm. and I think it's only recently where I've learned to let those things really run what of it that's back and just having a healthy healthy understanding of what it is that my body wants and really have like a holistic relationship with my body you know when yeah. I sometimes I actually ask it out loud I'm like what do you what do you or what like today what would you like <laughs> what is it yeah, you know, um, they just say it's important to listen to your body, and it's, it's true. It's important to, am I really hungry? Am I not? But it's, you know, it's hard because it's a mental thing. Like for me, I feel like it's a uh, sometimes emotions, it's stress, it's this, right. you know, and it's now breaking that mentality of making food a comfort to a certain extent. Yeah, now that's you've touched you said something and something inside of me was like oh i want to know a little bit more about that Mm. the emotional eating for you how what form how does it feel does it like sit 
somewhere in your body? Do you feel it before it happens? Is there a trigger? Do you sort of find yourself eating and then you realize that you're emotionally eating? Or are you aware that it's happening? Yeah, so it's like before, you know, if you have a really bad day or something happens and you're just like, if I can just eat food that I enjoy, mm. then, you know, everything will be fine. But that's the pre-process. Right. Now, once you've eaten it and you're like, now you're full, <laughs> you're like, actually, then there's like a guilt mm. afterwards. Like, you didn't really need to do this. Mm. So that's why I say it's, it's a mental exercise that you need to do, that even if you're feeling a certain way, you need to make your mind stronger to, to not think like that. But it will be like a struggle for like a very long time. So sometimes I like to incorporate, obviously, exercising, because then even if I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, oh, but I exercised, you know, I don't want to either eat something wrong or whatever. Or for me, what works for me is, I like aesthetically pleasing stuff. So mm -hmm. if I want to drink more water, I'll buy a bottle, a bottle that I really like, a water bottle uh -huh. that I really like. So that motivates me to drink more water. And so I'll find that after a couple of months, I keep changing water bottles because that doesn't do it for me anymore. So I'm trying to take another one or having a certain cup that I like drinking. I'm always, I'm a picky person anyway. I like to eat with a certain fork. I like eating from a certain plate. So that's what helps me motivate me, try and be a little healthier and try. But I mean, I don't always win. And I'm at a point now, it's like, pick yourself up once I do that, instead of giving up and saying, I'll try again another time. No, just like, okay, that happened. Pick yourself up again and keep trying again. You like put in things to like trick yourself. Yes. Really. Yes. I think that's great. <clears throat> I think that is effective because you have an awareness of yourself, mm. you know? Mm. You're able, you know, there's so many sides, we've got so many sides and personalities and facets mm. within us, you know? Mm. Um, that when when I'm doing something that is like destructive to my soul, mm. my body, my spirit, mm. yeah, I call that like the child version of me. Mm. Like the, the, the one that can't understand, who hasn't really lived life, who mm. hasn't really done anything, throwing tantrums. Mm. You know, for me, my comfort is clothes. I buy clothes online. If I've had a bad day, I'm like, and then I wake up in the morning and feel like, <laughs> just do and then I've got emails from like ASOS. <laughs> Thank you for your purchase. I'm like, what purchase? When did this happen? You blacked out. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> working, but you blacked out. <laughs> yes, you see, that was the child version of me being like, I deserve this and I deserve that and I deserve yeah. this. You know what I mean? And I, I haven't found the hack for her in terms of that being able to like shop stuff. That's hard. I haven't found a hack for her yet, but I'm hearing you say how you put in those, I guess, boundaries mm. or safety gates mm. for stuff. And when they fail, you mm. still create the space and grace for understanding and forgiveness of yourself. And you're just like, hey, bro. Because you know, it's not about being perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. about being a better version of who you were yesterday. Mm. And then if that doesn't work, you're like, okay, cool. Mm. It's a journey. Mm. Let's try it. Mm. You know, let's see what happens. Mm. Said that there was a person that you were seeing and it, it made me interested in, I guess, romantic mm -hmm. relationships mm. and how, how you felt in them mm. and how other people have made you feel consciously or subconsciously. It's not really important because they still made you feel that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 
with that, that really has been a journey. With the era that I grew in, I wasn't the type of girl that you go for. And I had a situation where there was a guy that liked me, but because of my weight, he wouldn't ask me out. And I only found this out like years later from a friend to say that his friends are like, you can't ask her out because she's like a big girl. That That hurt a lot because we really liked each other, but things couldn't happen. And I (laughs) kind of had resentment of that friend, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was one part of it. By that friend, do you mean his friend? His friend, yes, sorry. Yes, his friend, yeah. His friend. Other times, I think it took me a long time to actually accept that the guy also liked me because... Mm -hmm. It was a thing of, are you doing it so that you can make fun? You know, was it a bet? Wow. You know that you lost? Or like, like when you found it hard to... Sorry, deep, to yes. You found it hard to believe that someone could just like you. For me, yeah. Because wow. remember, I had in my mind that I can only get someone if I lose a lot of weight and I was a certain um, size. So for someone to say that they actually like me at my size, I was like, what? No, there must be an alternative motive to this. That's how I felt. So only with my husband now did I really feel like, okay, wow, he really does Mm. like me for me. Wow, and and what did that feel like? It felt amazing. It gave me confidence as well to say that I'm beautiful how I am and I can be loved at that weight. To the point where I still had a little doubt because to the point where when we were getting married, you know, a lot of um, brides would go on these like extreme diets three months before the wedding and all of that. I purposely did not go on a diet. That's right. Because I wanted to also prove. No, it was more of also wanting to prove to myself and and prove and prove that he did still like me for me. There's like an underlying thought in my head mm-hmm. that he does like me for me, that he's going to marry me at this weight and that he loves me at this weight. And if I lose weight after the marriage, then I'll, I'll so feel good. better, yeah, type of thing. So it's a, it's a, a lot of thoughts, um, a lot of thoughts that happen in my mind. But I'm, I'm at a better place. So I say he gave me hope that there are guys that can really love you for you mm. and look at you and say that you're sexy. And, and then I can actually start believing it. Then that right. started boosting my confidence as well. Right. Yeah. Cool. So when I hear you say that, it's making me think the importance of community and yeah. support around you mm-hmm. because it's hard work to try and do that by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost critics. So. <clears throat> exactly. And I'm wondering if there's any spaces that you've found or carved out for yourself. Maybe if there's you know other women who feel the same way mm-hmm. as you that you feel like you can speak to. Is there Places where you feel like you can you can go for support and understanding. I wouldn't know because for me it was more my my friends if I could put it in so that your, way. So your 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 friends. Yes. Yeah. Choose your friends wisely. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've noticed now is there's a there's with social media there's a platform of you can have a community there even with strangers. Right. Which is really amazing, which is also even now helping me even more with my confidence. You know, seeing girls that are my body type too, not the plus size that are still like even more on this, a bit of a thinner side. They are still plus size, but they're more proportional, they have a certain type of body. I've seen girls that are my type of body being confident and looking beautiful and, you know, just owning it and wearing what they're wearing with confidence. That has that has also helped me now. So I think with social media you can definitely get a lot of 
um, groups <laughs> and um, things like that that can help. What I was also aware of growing up, be aware of, or what I was aware of was, yes, I was a bigger girl, but I don't think I had it bad as a lot of other bigger girls because I was light-skinned. And there is a privilege for light-skinned bigger girls because I feel like I didn't get as much flack as maybe a darker-skinned girl because not only were dark-skinned girls apparently not beautiful, but if you're dark-skinned and you're bigger, then then that's like like a double. Yeah. So I, I would say like I would say like I was aware of that now as well. You know, which is also, as I said, it's not the greatest. I don't know why society um, was like that. And I don't know why sometimes people in society don't take accountability or be aware of that. Or saying, you know what, I'm like skinned and it's a bit of a pretty privilege that I get to do things that maybe other dark singles don't didn't get to do. That's why I'm saying I know I didn't get it as harsh as other girls who are bigger and, and darker yeah. skinned. yeah. Because that's the honest truth. We got work to do, yeah. man. We got work to do, and I'm I'm hopeful. What is your relationship with your your body like now, today, this <laughs> present time? How is it? I mean, I'm still not happy. I understand, like especially now with positive body positivity. I know they say accept your body where you are, and you know just work with it. But I think there's a thing of yes, I accept it, but I want to be at a place where I'm happy with it of how it looks and it's not necessarily me conforming to society standards it's just how I feel in my body that I'm happy with mm. so I feel like it's, it's a bit of a gray area because now they, you know society is really pushing for however you are be happy with it but if a, <laughs> but if a bigger girl wants to start losing weight then it almost starts having a negative connotation to it because it's like no but you must love yourself the way you are and I do want to, but I just want to love myself in a certain, at a certain size for me, myself. Yeah. And I think people forget that because now maybe they think I want to look like somebody else. No, I just want to be happy with how I look. Right. So right now, no, I'm differently. <laughs> just to answer you, I'm definitely not happy with where I am. But I have hope that I will get to where I need to mm. one day. I will definitely get there. Just, yeah. I'll just push I mean, I definitely, I think with my, a lot of my experience, like my personal experience that we were speaking about earlier on, and everything that has I've been programmed, you know, in, in me, that is not fault of my own, that I'm really trying to work out, you know, one of my biggest fears is getting weight. Okay, is there, any, is there anything else that you'd love to share with me, with the people, the souls that might be listening to this when it comes out? Just let's all be open-minded. Yes. We're all learning. Yes. I'm always open to conversations mm-hmm. um, so we can hear each other's side. And I guess let's not always be defensive and actually just really listen to what someone else says. Um, and just be aware and thoughtful. Um, about other people's experiences mm. um, and I love learning I love learning about other people's feelings or thoughts um, it helps me keep me grounded yeah. because then I realize that there's always room to learn you can never be that confident and say I know everything and you really can't, I'm, yes. I'm fine I've done my research but yeah People's experiences is where you really research. You can Google all you want, but... <laughs> google Yeah. I mean, I, what, what can I say? Thank you for those. That was, like, key 
things to me that you were saying, well, I was like, yeah, man, you're right. And like, you really, we really do have to create space for other people's experiences and how they experience life and hear them and understand them without it trying to be a comparison to your own experience or yep. feeling like it's a judgment or anything like that. Tolo, thank you for allowing us into your heart, into your home, and into your spirit. To our listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to Basadi, Black Woman in Conversation. Sending love, light, and blessings.